Hi everyone, today is January 20th, 2024. This is Read Through the New Testament. Yep, we're here again. All right, and today we are going to start Luke 5, and we are going to read Ephesians 5. It's okay. like yesterday we were in Luke 4 and Ephesians 4. Right, okay, so it's going to be Luke 5, 1 through 16 today. And Jesus is going to start off by calling his disciples. Yeah, this is a great picture of what it's like when you encounter Jesus face to face. Okay, chapter 5, verse 1. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. That's the Sea of Galilee, right? Yep, yep. Okay. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, it's a little bold, um, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Okay, so think about how, what's a natural response from that? They'd be amazed amazed. and so happy. And thankful to Jesus. That's a, yeah. But look at the response. Verse 8, but when Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Yep, so they were astonished, and their astonishment led to confession in Peter's Mm, case. And Jesus understood that confession came because of fear. He says, don't be afraid. But then use a fishing metaphor. This is what Christians do when they evangelize. They speak with people. They're not catching fish. They catch people. Hmm. They cast their their, their nets. They preach the word. See if people respond. Hmm. Uh, Verse 12. This is the story of cleansing the leper. And while he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy, skin disease. And he saw Jesus, fell on his face, and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately and immediately, the leprosy left him. And he charged him to tell no one, go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as Moses commanded for proof to them. Now, it's interesting here, right? Don't say anything. Hmm. But if you've been so impacted, <laughs> you can't help but speak. Yeah. And that's with the gospel too. We should be so impacted by the gospel, we can't help but to speak with others. But now, even more, the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to a desolate place and pray. All right, now we're in Ephesians chapter 5, which is just continuing on these walk metaphors. We saw yesterday about how we need to walk worthy of the gospel. That means walk in unity and walk in purity. And here we're going to see how we should walk in love and walk in light and walk with wisdom. Yep. That's a good summary, guys. And then it's going to talk and about... for marriage families. Marriage, yep. <laughs> Therefore, 
chapter 5, verse 1, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And notice Christ's example is huge here. Mm-hmm. We are to love as he loved. Yep. Um, okay, verse 3. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Okay, so we've seen walk in love, we've seen walk in light, and now we see walk in wisdom. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. And what's the wise way to walk? Making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Okay, now here comes marriage instruction. Appropriate to you, tell the women, the wives. I guess so, you're right. Verse 22, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respect her husband. All right. Good words there. Walk in love, walk in light, walk in wisdom. And then uh, wives and husbands, counsel to marriage. All right, we will see you all in class on Tuesday. All right, right, bye bye everyone.